So I want to read through the scripture and then we'll go back and we'll talk about the verses a few at a time. Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22. It says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After dismissing the crowd, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from the land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came toward them walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they shouted. And they cried in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, Have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught hold of him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. Guys, there's so much in that story. It's just a short little passage, 11 little verses, or 12, I can't count. Um, but it's so much in that, so much in it. We've really got to pay attention. Now, this is coming after, right after Jesus just fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. They just witnessed the miracle of Jesus multiplying what they had to feed thousands. And they still became afraid on the water. They still became afraid out at sea when they were alone without Christ. Christ was still on the shore. He was up on the mountain praying. Now think about that in life. When you're out in, in the world and you feel like you're by yourself, it's easy to become scared. It's easy to get worrisome. It's really easy to be afraid of what's going on around you. I want to skip down to verse 24. It says, Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from the land. Now, some versions of the, uh, you may have will say uh, it was a mile out. Some will say it was in the middle of the sea. Some will say it was in Mesopotamia, if you have an older English version. The point is, is they weren't near the land. They may or may not could have seen the land especially with the waves billowing up, battering the boat. They probably couldn't see the land. It was at night. It says very early in the morning is when Jesus come walking out to them. Some say in the fourth watch, which is between 3 and 6 a.m. So it's dark, and the waves are just slapping the side of the boat. How often have you been in life and things seem dark? And you're in the middle of a storm in life. Things aren't going the way you thought. They're going 
totally different than what you thought. You see, nobody ever said life was easy. Because life is hard. Life is very hard. It's going to beat you. It's going to hold you down. It's going to tempt you with different things. It's going to tear you from one side to the other. You'll get sick. You'll get injured. You may or may not lose your job. You may come close to losing your house, or you may lose your house. You may find yourself in financial difficulties, health difficulties, mental instability because of all everything going on. Life is hard. But when Jesus shows up, it becomes possible. It don't become easy. Anybody ever tells you that something's going to be easy, they're lying to you. If a preacher says, oh, you get Jesus and everything's going to turn around immediately and everything's going to be easy, he's lying to you. The teacher tells you, oh, you get an education, life will be easy. They're lying to you. Life will never be easy. It will beat you down. But with Christ, it becomes possible. You have to hold on. You have to hold on. And that's why it's important that you live a life that reflects Christ. You live a life according to God's word. You live a life that shows people around you that you have Christ in you. Because guess what? When they see you making it through that hard life because of Christ, they get hope. And from hope, they'll gain faith and they'll turn to Christ also. That's the easiest and best way to evangelize. Still ain't easy. But it's easier to evangelize that way through the way you live than it is any other way. Because you can say whatever you want, people won't believe But if you're living a life according to Christ, they won't have a choice but to believe you. It's either believe you and turn to Christ themselves or deny him entirely. And that's the best way to evangelize. You see, there's some distance from the land and it's battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Because the world was against them. We were battered by the waves. And so Christ will show up in the middle of those troubles. He will show up right in the middle of them. Usually when you least expect them. We get to that next verse, verse 25. It says, Jesus came toward them walking on the sea very early in the morning. Jesus came to them. How often have you been in a dark place where you weren't sure what you were going to do next and Jesus shows up for you? Whether you prayed or not, he shows up. You're reminded of the mercy. How often have you prayed out loud and said, God, what am I supposed to do? And then somebody comes over and reminds you of Jesus. How often have you shown up for somebody else like that? Like, hey, I just want to pray for you. And they're like, you have no idea how much that means to me. What I'm going through, how much I needed that. See, Jesus shows up when we're in the middle of our troubles. He's not going to just magically take the troubles away, but he'll walk you through. He'll carry you through. 
safe and valued while you go through. Sometimes these things quiet because teachers are silent during tests. Teachers are silent during the test. Doesn't mean that you're alone. He's there. Sometimes it can be scary when he shows up because you did not expect him. See, it says, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. They thought it was a ghost. How could a human walk on the sea, right? So they cried out, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. See, you might be afraid when Jesus shows up, because you weren't expecting You may have forgotten about him. You may have prayed because of the situation, not because your heart wanted you to pray, but because you didn't know where else to turn. And when Jesus shows up, it scares you. I've been in that situation before where I've prayed out, what am I supposed to do next if somebody shows up, hey, How's it going? Check out this verse I read today. Like, how did you know I needed that? And I've done that for people too. It's like, hey, I was just thinking about you. Like, pray for you. And they're like, how'd you know that I needed that? It's kind of scary because you don't expect it. Jesus shows up in the unexpected quite often in an unexpected way. Who would ever have expected Jesus to walk out on the water? Maybe come on across in another boat, but walk in on the water? I mean, what they think was going to happen, he sent them on in that boat, well, maybe he's going to catch another boat and join us on the other side. Here they are in the middle of the lake, and he's walking on the water. Jesus will show up in an unexpected way. But also, fully expect that the world is against you. To never be shy or afraid to test what you're hearing or what you're feeling. See, Peter, he asked a question. He challenged Jesus. Not because he doubted Jesus at this moment, but because he wasn't sure. And if you're not sure, it's okay to ask for clarification from Jesus. Verse 28 says, Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. If it's you, tell me to do something that seems impossible right now. If it's you, prove it to me. Allow me to do what you're doing. Jesus said, come. Single word, come. So often Jesus will tell you just come. Join us. To do what he's been asking you to do all along. Trust him. Jesus didn't rebuke him for challenging him or asking him the question. He just gave him the answer he wants. Well, it's me, so come. And Peter did the complete unexpected. 
they walk on the water. We walk on the water. That's what the eye promises. You can do the unexpected. When you're holding on to Jesus, you can do the unexpected. Then comes the problem that we so lost faith in the world to get our eyes off Jesus and on the storms going on around us. That's verse 29. It says, and climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He was afraid and began to sink when he saw the strength of the wind. When we get out to the world sometimes, we get our eyes off of Jesus Things start looking scary. It's because we're focusing on the wrong thing. I remember a story of a, I read it somewhere, of a preacher who'd been preaching quite a while. This one lady kept coming up to him, complaining about so-and-so over here doing that, so-and-so over here doing that, so-and-so over here doing this. He took a glass and he filled it to the brim of water. He said, I want you to walk around this church and don't spill a drop. I want you to get all the way around, come back to me, and tell me what you heard and what you saw. It's okay. She takes the glass and she walks around the church, doesn't spill a single drop. She gets back up there and says, Now, did you see what so and so was doing or hear what so and so was saying? Well, no. Well, why not? Well, I'm focused on the glass. So you need to change your focus. They're here for the same reason you are, and that's to see Jesus. So when you focus on Jesus, you forget about everything else in the world. Because all that don't really matter. times have you heard that in your life and you 
when you cried back out for him, you feel that little bit of guilt. And Jesus asking you, why did you doubt? Why did you take your eyes off of me to begin with? And that hurts more than anything life can throw at Because you realize I could have been walking on water the whole time. I could have been walking on water the entire time, regardless of what was going on around me. See, the storm never died down until Jesus got in the boat. The storm was still going until Jesus got in the boat. The waves are going to crash. They're going to bang you around. They're going to beat you. They're going to scrooge you. Until Jesus tells us to stop. And he can at any moment. Sometimes he's going to let you go through it. And he's going to go through it with you. Jesus was in the middle of that storm too. He was still walking on the water. Peter got out of the boat that was going up and down with the waves being slapped on the side by the waves, being battered by the waves, and he walked on water until he got his eyes off of Jesus. Until the storm didn't die until Jesus got in the boat. last few verses I'll say never forget to worship. Never forget to worship. Because no matter what he's bringing you through, no matter what he's going through with you, he has the power over you. He has the power over all things. But never forget who it is that you're holding on to. Never forget who it is that died for you. That was risen for you. That defeated the grave for you. He humbled himself to become one of us and to live a life free of sin just to take our sin on the cross. He did that for us. So we should never forget to worship. 32 and 33 say when he got in the boat the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him and said truly you are the son of God. They just witnessed a miracle of feeding 5,000 people the day before. They had just witnessed miracle upon miracle walking with Jesus through different things. And now they're just admitting that he's the son of God. Because he has power over the storm. He's got the power over the storm in your life. Whatever you're going through, he may or may not take it away, but he will walk through it with you. He will carry you through it if he needs to. But you have got to keep your eyes on him. You've got to hold on during those times of uncertainty. Holding on through uncertainty may be one of the hardest things that we have to face. We don't know what the outcome is. We don't know what's on the other side of that storm. We don't know what's waiting for us on the other shoreline. We don't know what the rest of the story Jesus has for us either. 
happy man taking the storm away from him. We don't know why he's letting us go through these hard times and these troubles. But we have to hold on to him. Because where there's uncertainty, there's a chance of taking our eyes off of him. There's a chance of giving in to temptation. There's a chance of becoming little in faith. Now luckily he says a little faith can move mountains. So even during those times of uncertainty, we can have great things for us. But we have to hold on to him. And if you do find yourself where you may have let go and you may have your eyes off of Jesus be like Peter and cry out cry out Lord help cry out Lord help I'd like to open the altar up for an opportunity to see if there's some an invitational. If anybody is feeling the need to come pray, the altar is open. The altar is always open. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to preach your word, Lord. And I ask that you touch our hearts and our minds so that if we're feeling alone or afraid at any point, if we feel like our eyes may have drifted from you and our looking at this world that we cry out to you, Lord. We remember Peter walked on the water at least for a little bit. And that was just a little faith and our eyes on you. Life is possible. It's still hard, Lord. But it's possible. But we have to keep our eyes and our minds on you. Mm -hmm.